Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. What's going on? Good morning. Happy Monday. This this year is going quickly. You know, the one blessing of last year, it was so craptastic. You know, we had to, by this time, we were all sheltering in our homes and ah, everything was shut down. That was, that was heavy. And uh, at least I, that year went quickly, you know. And um, I was busy as ever. When I finally went back to work, which was probably um, back to work physically in the office, because I was busy at home, but I really got busy in the fall. I mean, I was really working and, uh, you know, we just, it was almost impossible to work from home um, for me because, you know, just didn't have everything I needed. And sometimes you just have to go physically get stuff and then you know make a way so I was super busy all through all the way up till Christmas up until the end of the year I was slammed um so it's weird to me now that it's almost the end of March where you know we're about to get to the end of March time is just really zoom it's going fast which is kind of good, unless you're enjoying all of this, then it's sad because they feel like fleeting moments. But COVID is not over. Um, and I I see us having us mostly work from home, I think, for the next foreseeable future. I would probably say I was going to put a, you know, a date on it, maybe the next three or four more mo- months. People think it's almost over. And I don't feel that way. I feel like the the hardest part is over you know the the initial shock of it you know that kind of thing had never really happened in America before or at least not with most of us who are alive now so we didn't really know what to expect clearly most of our political leaders didn't know what to expect um money was received and squandered money was not distributed where it should have been distributed. Now they're getting a whole bunch more. So it's like, oh, how's this going to work? You know, watch the bag. Because <laughs> some of these places, I don't know that they're going to do a good job um, distributing the resources because where it should go isn't always where it winds up. And um, that's why people don't like politicians. So, you know, we just have to see how that turns out. Anyway, I started watching, you know, I was all into Woody Allen and Mia Farrow's docuseries. And then uh, last night it was something called QAnon. Q, it's Q, enter the, I don't know the name of the thing. But I probably can't watch that because it's really disturbing. It's, you know how I am about cults. I've watched so many uh, documentaries about cults these days. In the last two years, I've seen, ooh, countless docuseries on cults. Um, maybe, maybe seven or eight. A couple of them really stand out. Uh, the recent one was, uh, The Vow on HBO, which I don't think is as good as the other one on, um, on, uh, stars, uh, with the Oxenberg girl, India Oxenberg. I can't remember the name of hers, but hers is better because she's telling on the people in the vow. Um, and this whole idea that you can just control people's minds. I know it makes people uncomfortable, but 
Um, I believe a lot of people are victims of mind control. Um, Certainly advertising is a form of it, a lighter form, but every time you watch one of those commercials for a hamburger and it looks so delicious and then you get it from the store and it looks nothing like that, but yet you keep going back because the I guess you the hope of it looking like that and tasting good is is enough, you know. So last night this QAnon thing the the weird thing about it is people were are so ready to believe it's it's vague enough. It's it's um it's vague enough for some of the stuff to be to make you go, "Huh, that could be," you know, but it's like they see symbols everywhere and but the fact that the person who's behind it is completely anonymous and is on the internet and is on a channel that isn't edited or monitored um for content uh at all that you could basically just do and say anything you want on there that that is troubling and the fact that all the baby eaters and child molesters were democrats that's disturbing like so just how could you politicize this? And I don't know about the baby eating thing, but some of the things he was saying about child molesting rings and stuff like that, I'm assuming it's a he and I'm assuming it's a person who has some military background or some deep, deep, controver- uh, deep, deep, um, you know, government communication, conspiracy theory type uh, knowledge. They probably read a lot of books on conspiracies um, because that's all it is. And it, I think it started off as a game and then it just it snowballed because Trump, you know, in his adult brain, he probably couldn't tell the difference or it's someone he knows that runs it. You know, they think it might be Steve Bannon. It could be Steve Bannon. If you ever read anything about Steve Bannon, that was why you really, really did not want him in the White House, because that that was the kind of stuff he was talking about. So, I mean, it's really curious. I don't uh, know anybody who's in QAnon. Uh, it appeals to all people, um, old, young, black, white. They're all represented there. So, I mean, I'm glad we were able to wrestle the election away from Trump and his ridiculous uh bully pulpit he was terrible i'm so glad i don't have to think about him um but you know this this group is a big part of his following and how you know how nobody seemed to think that none of the republicans would fall under this stuff i don't understand it's only democrats eating babies like that is just crazy to me the way you can control someone's mind and what i mean by crazy is it's so strange to me that you can control someone's mind without facts and without having to verify anything even when they found things out that were completely not true like pizzagate they still stuck with it google pizzagate it's quite a thing um so yeah it's just fascinating i mean it really is but i don't think i can go down the down the uh rabbit hole with that that's too much that one's too deep and it's very scary because you can control so many people's minds like i said without any facts you're not even in a room with them and they're waiting 24 hours a day for you to write these 
cue drops or whatever. The less I remember about that, the better. Anyway, if it's on HBO, if you want to check it out, uh, it's about QAnon. It airs on Sundays. It looks like it's going to be a series. I can't get into that. All right. Um, yes, yeah, to, you know, I have a curious mind, but <laughs> it has limits. <laughs> so the other day I was out with some friends and, um, you know, they're younger. So it's fun because, uh, you know, I feel like the millennial whisperer. I, I know and associate with a lot of people in their 30s uh, and they're fun, you know. And, um, you know, she was talking about pre-gaming to go on her first date with this guy. And I'm like, pre-gaming. And she was like, oh, you know, where you get drunk and then go out on the date. And I'm like, what? And I think, listen, they're meeting me at this age now. And yes, I am a lot different than I was when I was in my 20s and 30s. Mainly because, you know, after 40 for me, and then I got sick and almost died. So it really, really nailed it home. Like I am comfortable in my skin. I am who I am. I uh, don't value myself based off of anybody else's opinion, whether that's a man, whether that's a, a relative, like a parent or society. Like my internal programming does not change um, depending on, you know, if someone's telling me I'm pretty or smart or wants to be with me or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I almost died. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm playing with house money. So for the last, oh, I think this is 10 years now. This is t- For 10 years, I've defied the doctors. I've defied what my medical diagnosis was supposed to be. And I do not waste a minute or a second of my day on anything or anyone that takes me off of what I feel like I was born to do. I'm consistently on that mission. And part of that mission is I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm interesting. If you want to be a part of this, you can. If you don't, that's cool. Just stay out of my way. Um, and that's how I live my life. Now, was I wasn't always like that. You know, I remember having a drink for courage, but I was like 20. <laughs> Not that it made it better. But like I told you, when I got to Howard, I didn't feel like I had the best social skills. So I did do a lot of drinking for courage because I had so much anxiety And, you know, Howard was the school of beautiful people. You know, even the unattractive people were attractive. (laughs) Everybody had had something going on in their own way. And they, you know, uh, the the New York hard girls, they had their thing going. The glamorous L.A. girls had their thing going. The, um, you know, Chicago girls, they had a thing. Everybody had a thing. And so I didn't feel like I had a thing. You know, I just, I just really socially was quite stunted and, um, it would make me nervous to go out. I would have anxiety. And so, yeah, then you over drink and then you're not really sure, um, if you had fun or not, but you liked being drunk. So it had to be fun. (laughs) I, I drank quite a bit in college and, um, yeah, but now I don't find myself feeling like I have to drink or do anything. Uh, I've often, even in college though, I had people be like, are you drunk? And I'd be like, nope, I'm drinking water. Like some of the things I tend to say, I tend to just try to have a good time. And if I'm comfortable, I can have a good time. When I was younger, it was harder for me to feel comfortable with people I didn't know. And now I'm not like that. 
And so when she's like, I got a pregame, I'm like, really? Because you're, you're a pretty smart girl. You don't have to get drunk to, you know, at this age to meet people. You're in your thirties. You, I don't know if you're dating for sport or if you're dating to meet a husband, but whatever it is, I mean, I would hate to think that you have to get drunk to meet your future partner in life and you don't have to, you know, I don't think anybody has to, but this particular person is charming and smart and interesting and fun. So if you're listening and I know she listens, if you're listening, you don't got to do all that. Just be yourself always. And that's good enough. It's more than enough. And if it's not a, a fit, it's just not a fit then you, hey, it's not a fit. I'm going home to watch TV or I'm going <laughs> going home to get ready for work or whatever. On to the next one. It's just, it just can't be this big of a deal. You know what I mean? It's harder and harder after college to meet someone and, and try to get settled down and everybody's value system is different. And I, I really don't know what, uh, I really don't know what people are talking about. I don't even know if they're dating now. Some people aren't even dating. They're just, you know, they just have sex. It's not even, there's no dates involved. Here's some money and we'll have sex. It's sort of like a more, uh, you know, escalated version of prostitution. So, well, definitely don't do that. (laughs) Like, don't do that. (laughs) But if you get, get a chance to meet somebody that's great and you care enough to want to try to go out on a date and see if they're interesting you can be sober for that have drinks on the date but you don't gotta tank up just to go I mean there's gotta come a point where you gotta be comfortable in your own skin you gotta be comfortable enough with you that you know that you're the goods and you don't gotta uh you don't gotta dull your senses so you can uh not have anxiety about it you just have to know at some point you have to know. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's not hard as a girl. I struggled mightily with things because, you know, I grew up in a a traditional girls do the work type of family and you do everything you can to make sure the boys never get mad or never not have what they need. Or, you know, I remember getting in trouble because I wouldn't clean up after my brother. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And it was not fair. And, you know, if you want to make me real mad real quick, that's one of the topics (laughs) that does it because it's just not fair, you know. And I know the way my family worships boys. If I had been a boy, I'd already have the shit that I am aspiring to now. All the stuff I've built now, I would have already had because I would have had that support. So, I mean, not only is the world not always for you as a girl sometimes your family's not always for you as a girl and that doesn't mean it's miserable that doesn't mean they put me in a room and beat me or anything it was just certain certain jobs go to the girls in the family and in my family it's the work (laughs) anything that requires work goes to the girls um so yeah anyway that's my message be comfortable in your own skin There's no need to feel anxiety about that. You are great, you know, and I feel like a lot of people just don't believe that. I, you know, I even have a male friend I was chatting with over the weekend and he was even through text. I was like, what is the, how can you be so down on yourself? You are an absolutely good human being. And yes, I get it. You know, 
you're getting divorced or somebody broke up with you or you had to break up with somebody because they were just the worst or whatever. I get the reasons why people get down on themselves. Everybody gets down on themselves. Just don't stay down on yourself. That's don't do that. You don't have to do that. You're more than enough. You know, like I said before, I have paid people compliments and that stopped them cold in their tracks. And they just don't know what to say. They're so taken off guard. Like what? Yeah, you're smart. You're good at this job. You know, you went to school to do this job. You're good at it. It's okay to be good at things. And I think it's okay to, you know, be pleased with yourself. Not no big headed, arrogant way, but in a, you know, hey, I'm an interesting person. I've done interesting things. Um, Certainly, I feel that way. How else in the world do you think I could get on this podcast and talk to people from all over the United States? You know, my second biggest country is France. I've never even been there. People listen to me in France. So I must be saying something interesting. Um, No, the second country is Japan. I'm sorry, Japan. I always put you behind France. It's United States, Japan, Arigato, and France. Um, I was going to say au revoir, but it's, I would like to say, um, bonjour. I need to get back to my Babel classes on French. Anyway, um, so, you know, I'm listening, I'm talking to people all over the globe. And so there's something appealing about this podcast. Thousands upon thousands of downloads and streams later, you know, but I'm not arrogant about it. I'm just picking up the phone and talking. And it's incredible to me that people are listening and enthusiastic about it. And I appreciate it. But I know that I'm good at this. Because well, even if nobody was listening, I'd still be like, this is pretty entertaining. And the only reason why I would stop doing it is if I stopped being entertained. Because a lot of times I'm talking about things that make me laugh. And it a lot of people agree. Um, or things that make me mad, like Trump, uh, and his complete inability to be a good leader. What a wackadoo. Listen, I'm glad he's gone and I'm getting off topic, but he really annoys the crap out of me. And it's not political. This dude wasn't even a politician. And people just falling for the okie doke. And watch out because this QAnon thing has politicized th- politicized something that shouldn't be politicized. And and clearly they don't think any Republican is in on uh, this this stuff that they keep saying the Democrats are doing which is odd. And to, you know, to finalize the thought, you are enough. Be brave enough to be yourself all the time. And I believe everybody should be able to do that free of persecution. Um, Whatever your jam is, I'm not going to learn all your titles and words and all that. I'm too old for that. But I will always defend your right to be who you are free of persecution. And that ought to be good enough, right? And as a a young woman, I just want everybody to feel good about who they are and what they bring to the table outside of their vaginas. Because I know hip-hop makes you think that's all you got to bring. Um, But uh, you bring so much more to that to the world. And being a girl is the best. It really is. It's hard as shit. No one's ever going to be like, I'm going to get in the girl line because it's easy. The girl line is hard. If you choose this line, you're choosing a lot. You take on a lot. But 
it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. And you bring so much value to the world. And you're amazing. So just embrace that. And I know that that's not the message you're going to get from society, but that's the message you get from me. Because I've earned my pride in being a girl because it's been hard as shit. You know, I've uh, been a female drawn to mostly male fields to work. And um, I'm black. So then a lot of people don't want to give me credit and let me elevate the way I want to because I'm supposed to be acting a certain way. Those stereotypes exist. It's real. But you know what? I'm still here. And that's a win. And I'm winning for real. So it's all wins. Win, win, win. And it's okay to be yourself. And it's okay to be a little nervous. But don't ever let anybody make you so ner- so nervous as a grown-ass woman that you can't be yourself with them and you feel like you have to impair yourself in some way. Don't hold yourself back and don't let anybody else hold you back either. Have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. Be your best. And it's mostly because I love you. I love you.